This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and this week we recap a huge week for the Bates baseball and men's tennis teams. Plus, the playoff push is on for all the spring sports. All that and more coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The baseball team took a trip to upstate New York last week and something clicked for the offense. Big time. The Bobcats went 2-1 against Hamilton, RPI, and Bard, scoring a combined 38 runs over three games. That's the same amount of runs the Bobcats had scored in their previous eight games combined. Then in NESCAC East action, the Bobcats swept Trinity in Hartford, winning 8-7 on Friday and taking both games on Saturday by scores of 5-3 and 4-3, respectively. With Bates down to its final out and trailing 3-2 in Game 1 of Saturday's doubleheader, sophomore Zach Avila stepped to the plate. That ball is going to get down for a base hit. One run will score. Two runs will score. And the Bobcats have taken their first lead. It's 4-3 on the two-run single by Zach Avila. Then Dan truly gave the Bobcats an early 3-0 lead in game two. Lifted to right, if that's fair, that's trouble. That might go, and that's off the foul pole. That's a three-run homer. Dan truly. When the dust cleared, the Bobcats were tied with Tufts for first place in the NESCAC East with three games remaining in conference play. Head coach John Martin recaps the week. Coach, first of all, obviously early in the year, the offense struggled a bit, kind of a sporadic schedule, if you will. But upstate New York, something was in the water, I guess, right? Everyone started hitting. Yeah, I mean, we, we started off a little slow, I, I guess you could say, at the beginning of the year. But um, I had faith in the guys. I, I had the utmost faith that they would uh, they would eventually turn it around, um, start to get on time with some, with some fastballs and, and start to uh, make some adjustments when they see some off-speed pitches. But... Um, you know, sometimes it takes a little while, and, and I don't care what anybody says. Hitting is contagious, and you get a couple guys off the snide, and they get going, and then, you know, the rest of it kind of falls into place. So uh, surprised? I don't know that I would say I was surprised. I, uh, uh, waiting for it to happen? Yeah, I think that's more like it. Justin White, tell us about him. I mean, this is a guy who didn't have any hits coming into the, in, in the season in his career, and now he went 500 last week, 7 for 14. Yeah, Whitey's... Uh, He's just an intense guy that loves to play. Um, you know, he's he's feeling good right now. That's all I can say. I think he's all in. I don't think anybody's going to argue that. He's feeling good. He just wants to do his part, whether it's DH, catch, pinch hit, whatever it is. Um, he's a team player. He just wants to get out there and, and, and help us get where we need to go. But, yeah, he did a great job this past week. What did you see from him maybe in practice that earned him a spot in the starting lineup? Um, I mean, he takes good BP, and, and uh, you know, he's he's locked in. And, and um, I think that uh, once we kind of got him in that RPI game to, to catch a little bit, um, he kind of got in the flow and built up some confidence. And that's something that we've been talking about a lot with our team is, is playing with confidence and hitting with confidence. And, and I think he was just riding the wave a little bit and, and got going. And it got to a point where I said, he's the guy we, we got to have his bat in the lineup. And he's proven that he's locked in right now. So that's kind of how it happened. He's done a great job. 
Zach Avila clutch, obviously, two RBI base knock there in game one. The doubleheader on Saturday had a crucial bases load walk in game two for that matter. But last year he was kind of a defensive guy. Now, batting in the middle of the order, what have you seen from him in terms of improvement year one to year two here? Yeah, he's made a big jump. I mean, that, and that happens. You know, I yeah. think I think anybody should know that, that college baseball, it's year to year. And, you know, what happened last year is completely irrelevant to where we're at this year. And next year will will be the same, you know, as, as opposed to this year. So it it doesn't really matter um, what you did the year before. But but Zach works hard. Uh, he's a very smart baseball player. He's got a high baseball IQ. He's he's uh, taking good at bats right now and working counts and getting pitches he can hit. Um, and once again, he's got a lot of confidence. I mean, he's he's come through in some spots that um, he's one of the guys on our team that if. If anybody feels confident that they can get any kind of job done we need, he's one of the guys for sure. And then John Lindgren, another guy who's really emerged, hasn't he? <clears throat> yeah, Lindo's a true bobcat. He's all in. And uh, he plays hard. Um, he's focused. He runs the bases well. Um, I mean, you've seen him on the football field. Like, he's 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 ready to go and, and get a job done. So, uh, true bobcat, team player. Yeah, Lindo's done a great job so far this year. Take us through that Jack Aaron at bat there. Now your last out in game one, that doubleheader where he draws the walk in the end on that 3-2 pitch just uh, a little bit outside. I mean, that that's a typical Jack Aaron at bat, isn't it? Yeah, totally. And he's also, I think if you look at some of the uh, play-by-plays on the this past trip, the six-game trip we took, he found himself in that spot about three or four times. Um, bases loaded, two outs, uh, you know, 2-2, two, 3-2 two, count. Um, he just got a, a pitch that he knew was off the dish, maybe by a hair, but it was enough. And he's got a great eye, and um, and he he grinds at the plate, and uh, he'll juice the ball too if you need him to. You know, he'll put he'll put a good swing on one, and um, he did a couple times against Trinity. But yeah, great at bat. I mean, Jack's one of the guys that in a pressure situation like that, a pressure at bat where we need somebody to come through, he's one of the guys I want at the plate. It must be nice as a head coach to have, be able to have so much confidence in your bullpen, right? I mean, Miles, Alex, and Jake in the back end, they're, they're not, not to say anyone's automatic, but they're as close as it gets, right? Yeah, um, they've, done, they've done a great job. They've done a great job. Um, I got confidence in everybody right now. I got confidence in everybody on our team right now that if I call their number and need them to go in and do something, they're going to do it, and they're going to lock in and do it. I think, uh, I think they're starting to kind of see that, that – that's the case and and they also um i think that a lot of these guys um you know in the bullpen or whether I, I i go to a guy to pinch run or a guy to play defense for an inning or whatever it is or pinch hit um they're watching the game they're watching pitchers tendencies they're watching hitters tendencies um they know exactly the job they've got to do um to get it to the next guy if that's the case so i've got confidence in all of them yeah miles simon uh shapiro they, they're those guys are great. Um, they need to sharpen up this week and make sure that they're ready to go for uh, for the week ahead. Yeah, it's got to be nice to have a nice, tough midweek game, right, with Southern Maine before you uh, gear up for the NESCAC uh, finale there with Tufts. Yeah, yeah, they're a good club. And Southern Maine's a very good club. I think they're number 23 right now in the country. Um, they're going to come in and play hard, um, but so are we. So I think it's good to get a, a home game under our belts on Leahy before, uh, before Tufts comes in this weekend, yeah. And then, obviously, right now, the Bobcats and Tufts are tied for first in the NESCAC East, but Trinity and Bowen are still alive as well. So, I mean, it's down to the wire. How exciting you, – you may prefer not to be down to the wire, but how exciting is it for you and the team? That's what it's all about. Yeah. This is why, you know, you, you, you have the indoor practices at night when you don't want to, and you, you get in the weight room in the morning when you're, you're not feeling it, and, you know, the long bus rides and 
and everything. I mean, playing in the snow, like everything we do, like this is this is what it comes down to. So um, we'll be ready to go. I think our guys are, 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 like I said, locked in. I think they've got a good positive attitude going right now. They're playing with a lot of a lot of confidence, and uh, um, I'm excited. Let's rock and roll. John Martin, thanks so much. Thanks a lot. Senior captain Jake Shapiro secured all three saves for Bates against Trinity. He is now the Bates career record holder in saves with nine, and he set the single-season Bates record for saves this year as well. His six saves are tied for first in the conference. And for all that, Jake Shapiro is our male Bobcat of the week. We got off to a slow start offensively, definitely. Um... But this past week, I think with the end of the classes and the end of finals, things started to heat up for our bats. Um, and we just kind of really rolled through this last week. So it was exciting to see guys up there smacking some balls around. And these are guys who didn't get to play a whole lot maybe last season or previous years, so like Justin White, Zach Avila. I mean, those guys in particular stood out to me. What have you noticed from them? Yeah, I mean, Avs was huge this weekend. Came up with some really big hits in all three games. It's awesome to see that. And, you know, Whitey especially – uh, coming off the bench hot this week, really earned his spot in the lineup and came up with some really big time at-bats against Trinity, so it was really fun to see that. All right, so you've set the single-season record and the career record for saves here at Bates, basically on the strength almost <laughs> entirely of this past weekend. <laughs> three three games, three saves. Have you ever, I mean, going back to high school even, have you ever had anything like that before? No, I mean, that was wild. <laughs> Obviously, with saves, like, a lot has to happen, right, yeah. to get those, but... Um, it was a wild week. I mean, obviously, since I would started pitching a lot in the back end of the pen last year, I've been eyeing those two records. Uh, so I knew I was in kind of striking distance this weekend. was definitely not expecting to have three chances, but luckily the situations were right, and I was able to put up zeros, so it happened. When you see these guys multiple times, because normally as a reliever, they're seeing you once, and then that's it, but you're seeing them now multiple times because of three different games. Do you make any adjustments on your end, or do you stick with what you normally do? Yeah, so, I mean, first two games, uh, when I was a little more fresh, uh, I was sticking mostly to my fastball, being able to get ahead of guys. A lot of guys, you know, I can feel it, get it on them a little bit, not quite catch up. But by the third game, I was tired, and I could tell they, they knew it was coming, so I started mixing in some more off-speed stuff that last game. But, I mean, especially the lineup, I mean, the thing with the NESCAC is we see these guys year in, year out, so you get, get a sense of what type of hitters they are. Um, so it was just kind of in-game adjustments for how my stuff was doing as opposed to them. Seems like you and Alex Simon are a good tag team, right? He kind of goes to the eighth, he kind of goes to the ninth or sixth and seventh. How's that dynamic working? Yeah, no, it's been good. We uh, actually, the three of us, me, Alex Simon, and Miles Machado, have got a little brotherhood going down uh, at the end of the games in the bullpen. So it's been fun, especially with those two guys being one and two years younger than me. It's been fun to have that relationship down in the bullpen at the end of games. Yeah, so you're a senior captain now along with Connor Russell, but in previous years you had been kind of part-time right field, part-time pitcher sometimes, and it seems the last two years you've really found a spot in that bullpen. What has your development been like as a ball player from your first day on campus to now? Yeah, so my first two years very much did a little bit of both. In fact, probably hit more, yeah. far more than I pitched, but uh, after my sophomore year here, I went up to upstate New York and played in the NYCBL over the summer, and there I was just pitching, and really I think that's where most of my development came. I really like learned how to pitch that summer. Um, had a good season last year and was able to pitch a little bit in the Futures League this past summer, and I don't know, things have just kind of been clicking off the mound. Uh, so it's been a lot of fun to get a lot of time in the mound this season. How hard do you throw? <laughs> hard enough, usually, to get past guys. I don't, I don't know exactly. You'd have to ask Coach Martin, but... Uh, it's been, I mean, it's been working. I've been throwing a lot of fastballs this year. I've been able to beat a lot of bats, so it's been a lot of fun. What are some of your secondary stuff you use besides the heater? Uh, mostly just fastball, curveball. Fastball, curveball. Yeah. Okay. 
And so what did what really clicked you think of playing summer ball and stuff like how do you learn how to maybe be, transition from being like a thrower to a pitcher? Well, I, mean, I would say I definitely as a you know in high school in my first two years here struggled a little bit with location. I think my biggest, especially even last year to this year, the biggest thing I've improved upon is my location. My walks are down a lot this year. Um, been a lot more consistent throwing first pitch strikes, getting ahead of guys early, which makes it a lot easier to be effective, not getting into too many long innings, which has then allowed me to you know come back on Saturday of a three-game set. Um, so yeah, a lot of it I think has just been you know, getting the reps on the mound and you know kind of honing in my accuracy a little bit. Game one of that doubleheader, you guys were down three to one, entering the seventh. There, how quickly did you have to get warmed up when they took the lead? Yeah, so I mean, in situations like that, I always go down and yeah. warm up, you know, in case we get the lead. And you know, it's two outs. You know, Jack Jack Aaron was up, had that really long at bat, and ended up drawing a walk. And at that point, you know, we have Avs coming up, who's hot. Um, you know, we're only down one. So at that point, I'd been throwing a little bit, um, and then as soon as he got that hit, I just revved it up really, really fast. Um, Really, you know, got my nerves going. Like, hardly feel my legs walking out to the mound. But uh, it all happens pretty fast once that happens. Excellent. And then let's go back to when you were choosing colleges. Coming from Utah to Bates, how did that go down? Yeah, I mean, I had I'd always wanted to go like I wanted to go to the East Coast. Um, and I had met the, our old head coach, Coach Leonard, who was here my first two years at a camp in California, and um, really never even considered Bates until. I, just, I mean, I decided to come to campus because I was visiting a bunch of schools in the area, and it kind of just clicked for me when I came on campus. Um, couldn't have been happier. I've had an awesome four years here. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Excellent. And then now going forward, big weekend series with Tufts coming up, right? It all comes down to this kind of, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> I mean, no, it seems right, I think, especially after the four years we've had against Tufts. Um, can't think of a better way to end, you know, especially with senior day here on Leahy. It'll be hopefully warm, short-term, good crowd, and, um, and against those guys, it'd be awesome to finish up with a couple big wins against that. Well, I remember your first year. I think you guys beat Tufts in the tournament. Is, is that correct? Yeah, we yeah. we took we took one from them at their place in the regular season, and then in the second game of the tournament, we had a big win against them to knock them out. Um, and they've been they've been that team for us that we, you know, they've been our big not necessarily a big rival, but we're always trying to get big wins against Tufts. So it'll be a good series this weekend, I'm sure. Excellent. Are you ready to go three games again if you have to? Yeah, I'll, I'll throw as many as Coach needs. Yeah, yeah, because he, he brought you in for a five-out save there, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. I mean, at this point, I told Coach, you know, I got one year left to play in baseball. Yeah. Um, however many bullets are left in my arm, he's going to get. So as long as, as long as he's willing to throw me out there, I'll keep throwing pitches. <laughs> All right, Jake Shapiro, male Bobcat of the Week. Thanks so much. Thanks, Aaron. The softball team swept a pair of doubleheaders last week against UMaine Farmington and Southern Maine, respectively. First year, Peyton Buxton threw her first career no-hitter against UMF. And sophomore Julia Panapinto came up big in Game 2 against the Huskies. Julia Panapinto steps in now, and she hits this one well to center. Going back, it's gone! After the game, we found out what made that home run extra special. Joined right after a doubleheader sweep here at Lafayette Street Field with Julia Panapento. First of all, your first collegiate home run. Take us through the pitch. Uh, my first home run ever in life, so it felt really good. I have been waiting. I've been in the weight room for a long time, and I've just been waiting for that moment. So finally seeing one go over the fence was a really exciting moment. So that's crazy. You never hit one in high school? Anything? No. Never hit a home run. <laughs> <laughs> So when, when off the bat, do you think, oh, it had a chance? Yeah, yeah. Off the bat, 
I mean, I just saw it go deep. KP just hit one, and I, I feed off of her. And we've been realizing that all season is when she does well, I do well. When she struggles, I struggle, and vice versa. So she hit the ball hard, and I came right up after and swung at that first pitch, and I was haven't been hitting well this game, and I was hungry, and I wanted it. So Excellent. Seems like the team really coming together right now of these back-to-back doubleheader sweeps, and now you've got a big weekend series. Uh, what's going to be the key to you know, beating Bowden here? Um, I think it's really just going to be the desire to win. I think we have been tired of losing these close one-run games, and now we, you know, we're going to hit hard and we're going to hit early, and we're going to get ourselves in the position that our pitchers can have some room, and we're just going to attack the ball. And I think that was the key today, especially in that second game, is in Bowdoin we're going to attack early, and we all want to win, and that's really what it's about right now. Well, you mentioned the close one-run games. The game one here, obviously, a nail-biter there. Some of us have a big confidence boost to get that victory there. Right? Yeah, that felt good. I mean, it was tight the whole time, and we struggled to get that last run in. And you know, going into extra innings, international tiebreaker was an exciting, an exciting win for us because we've been having a lot of Wesleyan doubleheader, lost by one, two in a row. So to finally get that game was really exciting. Julia Panpinto, thanks so much. Thank you. The Bobcats defeated Bowdoin 6-4 on Friday to earn their second NASCAC win of the year. Although the Polar Bears won both games Saturday, Bates is firmly in the playoff hunt entering the final weekend. If the Bobcats can take two of three from Colby, they would make the NASCAC tournament, which expanded this year to include eight teams. The men's tennis team is also in the playoff hunt. The number 24 nationally ranked Bobcats defeated number 15 Tufts 7-2 on Friday and followed that up with their fifth NASCAC win of the year, a 6-3 victory over Colby on Monday. Senior captain Ben Rosen won at number one doubles and singles in both matches, clinching the team's victory against the Mules. That's a special feeling. That doesn't come too often. But, I mean, it was a tough day. I mean, they... They brought their A-game, and it was a tough environment just because new courts are always tough, and also they had some rowdy fans, so it was tough to, to regulate that. But we went up um, 2-1 after doubles. Kopp and I played, Koppel and I played really well, um, and, and they came out firing. Um, and then and singles was a grind across the board, and I had a really tough match, but I was able to pull it through. It's a really talented young guy. He's a sophomore. Um, and I was lucky to get the the fifth win and clinch it, and it was it was awesome. So rowdy fans, what are you dealing with there? Uh, n- nothing that nothing we haven't seen before, but yeah. just like some you know off court guys. You know the tennis players brought their buddies and they're trying to get in our head, and it's it's tough to stay focused when you know they're yelling at you. But you know ultimately for me and I think my teammates, it makes it funner that way. I mean it just makes me want to you know like compete that much harder. You and Jacob Coppola playing at number one doubles. This is obviously a new pairing for you this year. So how's that been going? Obviously, he's a younger guy, but he's really having a breakthrough season, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He is. He's he's a really talented player. Um, I mean, I played with Chris Ellis for the past couple of years, who's obviously a really talented player, great player. And Cop is. I mean, he's he's really proving himself here. He's a young guy, but he's. I think he's playing the best tennis he's ever played. Um, he's playing four singles too, and he's doing outstanding. He won in straight sets yesterday. Um, and I, I love playing with him. I love it. And we're, we're a good team. Excellent. Now, Bowden tomorrow. We're talking on Tuesday, tomorrow being Wednesday, at their place, maybe at a different venue entirely. And so when you have a new court that you've never seen before, what are some uh, way to land? How do, you, how do you do that? It's interesting. I think um, tomorrow, if we play indoors, you know, it's not going to be the biggest transition we'll ever have. I think the courts are pr- probably like standard hard courts. But yesterday, we played at Colby's place and. Their, their courts are new, and they really grabbed the ball, and it was kind of, it played more like a clay court, honestly, and it was just longer points. You have to work a lot harder. So I, I think the warm-up will be crucial tomorrow just to get used to it, but I'm not worried. I think 
we've all been used to adjusting the new surfaces. And we all know Bowden Bates in pretty much every sport, big rivalry, but men's tennis, yeah, <laughs> big time, right? Yeah, it's it, it's a big one. I mean, we yesterday, uh, last year was uh, it was like a pretty big year for our rivalry with them. We beat them last year in the regular season, but they got us back in NESCACs last year, um, and we're looking to take them down this year. I mean, they're a good team, but we could do it. Who do you have matched up at number one singles? Um, I have a good guy, good sophomore, or, you know, junior, Grant Erkin. Um, really talented player. He's been to nationals, um, and so it's, it's going to be a battle. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And you faced him before, right? I haven't. You have I haven't. not. Oh. I've played, uh, okay. played the yeah, other number two and three guys pre- oh, pretty often, but not oh, this guy. Interesting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So do you... What do you prefer? If you've had experience against someone, or if you do you like going in uh, kind of without any background, kind of? <laughs> I'm the type of guy that doesn't really do any research, so I think I lean more towards the latter. But you know, if you play the guy, you obviously know how they play. You know their weaknesses. Um, I'd take it either way. But I've seen Grant play before. He's a great player. I think it's going to be just a great battle. What kind of in-match adjustments do you have to make sometimes? Um, I think. Uh, one I'm thinking about tomorrow is I'm. He's a pretty big server. I am too, but he's a. If we play indoors, it's going to be tough to stay aggressive on his service game. So I'm going to probably, you know, alter where I stand to return the the serve, move back a little, move left, move right, um, and I'm just going to try to stay aggressive. I think he's a big hitter, just like me, and I'm going to try to control the points, maybe come up to net, just like a big guy should. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, you seem like you're like a foot taller than you were like two years ago. Wow, have you been growing a little bit? <laughs> no, I don't no. think so. Maybe in the waist, not in the height. <laughs> uh, no, I haven't. I mean, I'm I'm pretty tall. I think maybe I was in shorter freshman year, but I've kept I've kept up a good height. Gotcha. Now, obviously, being a senior now, I mean, um, you know, the season's winding down a little bit. Although you could say it's ramping up. But uh, what are some thoughts on the remainder of the year that you've been having? Uh, I mean, it's coming to a close. It's crazy. I know I sound like a typical senior, but like I can't believe it's almost over. I guess we have three more, three no two two more matches, two more regular season matches. Hopefully, we make NESCACs, which would be in a couple weeks or something. But um, I think I think this is the final push. I mean, I think it's we're in a great position, and our coach talks about it all the time, like you know, starting the season with not bad tennis, but, you know, not your best and kind of working your way into the season. And our level is definitely on the rise right now. So we're playing our best tennis right now, which is what you want. I mentioned this to Jacob when I interviewed him last week, but it seems like um, the women's team's success also this year makes it um, even a better environment, right? Because the coach is happy on both fronts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we we like a happy coach. Uh, And, I mean, I'm so happy for the girls. I think they're doing great. Um, I mean, they they have some great players, and I think... Especially not not to knock beat tennis four years ago, but I think they've like really improved since my freshman year. I think they have a great team this year. And obviously, you know, we have the same head coach, and so you're often practicing at the same time, typically, right? Yeah, we and we've traveled a lot this season. Yeah. You know, same bus, um, so we spend a lot of time with them, and we love them. We have a great relationship with them, and it's fun because we love cheering on them and getting loud and supporting them, and they love doing it to us, and it's. It's honestly crucial. You, you don't really take into account the effect that off-court people have, like we were talking about those weird guys at Colby. <laughs> but, I mean, they, they I love it when they watch. They make a big difference. Excellent. Last question. Any other thoughts on Bowden tomorrow? Um, I'm just going to go out there and play my game. I mean, that's what we're all going to do. We're, we can absolutely take them down. We're a dangerous team, and they are too. And, you know, we're just going to weather the storm, hang in there. Hopefully we take them down. All right, Ben Rosen, thanks so much. Thanks, Aaron.
Senior captain Ada DeRay Faccaridi was named the most valuable field athlete for the third straight year at the 119th annual Maine State Track and Field Championships over the weekend. He won the state title in the discus and the hammer throw, finishing third in the shot put as well. Bates finished second overall at the meet with a number of state champions in addition to Faccaridi. Stephen Rowe won the state title in the 10,000 meters. Jack Cowley won the 1,500 meters. Zach Megan won the 5,000 meters. David Dick prevailed in the pole vault. And Tyler Harrington won the javelin. The women's track and field team had a fun time at the Aloha Relays at Bowdoin Saturday finishing in second place among eight teams. First year, Imani Bogan won the 400-meter dash in 58.97 seconds, the fourth fastest time in program history in the event. And she also led off Bates' winning 4x400 relay team. For that, Imani Bogan is our female Bobcat of the Week. Joined by female Bobcat of the Week, Imani Bogan here on the Bobcast. And Imani, first of all, tell us a little bit about your background. You're a first year here. How did you decide to come up to Maine from California for school? Honestly, just wanted something new. Um... Really looking for a change of scenery, born and raised in California, and figured Maine was the next stop. <laughs> well, how'd you hear about Bates first? I first heard about Bates uh, by Arthur Feely. He introduced me to Bates. I encouraged me to come visit, um, and then once I got here, I thought it was a good place to be, and I got in, and here I am. How long have you been running? I've been running for about seven, eight years now. Yep. How'd you first get into it? Um, honestly, I was a swimmer first, uh -huh. and my mom was like, mm, let's change it up. She uh, got me involved in a track club um, just outside of where we live, and that was the start. So what's it been like, biggest adjustment maybe going from high school to college, whether it be on the track, off the track? I think the biggest adjustment actually has just been, like, location. Mm -hmm. um, indoor, it was my first indoor season this year. Uh, wow, what an experience. Um, and first outdoor New England experience. Also, wow, what an experience. Um, I definitely miss the nice warmth of uh, California sun being outdoors, but, you know, it's something new. I'm glad to be here. But it looks like the weather is uh, pretty nice today, right? Weather is amazing today. It's 60 degrees out. I'm in shorts. I'm having a great time. Now, the Aloha Relays, tell us how that went, obviously, pretty well for you there in the 400. Yeah, no, it was a good race. Um, first time we got some decent weather, and uh, we all went out there and did what we could, and I ended up just, you know, Running, kicking butt. <laughs> well, yeah, because you're fourth now on the all-time performance list in the 400 meters. I mean, for any Bates women's track athlete. So what does that mean to you, I guess? Uh, very exciting. I'm looking to get number one. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, exactly. And I understand the Aloha Relays are pretty fun and different, right? How, what was maybe something unique about it? Super-duper fun. Music was playing the entire time. <laughs> um, we got up to the little podiums, and they gave us lays, and it was pretty cool. I enjoyed it. Excellent. So NESCAC championship's coming up this weekend, right? So what do you think you'll be running there? Um, I think I'm running the 400 again, open four. And then in terms of relay, I'll probably run a four by one, maybe a four by four. We'll see. Because you led the four by four team this past weekend, right? You were the leadoff runner. What was that experience like to get that victory? I love leading off the four by four. I love like being the first one, handing it in, and then watching my teammates you know, do the rest. Excellent. You mentioned this is your first indoor year. I know yeah, high school typically they don't do indoor track, right? So California doesn't really do uh, indoor track. <laughs> so what was that adjustment like? I mean, indoor, it's a change and there's, you don't have to deal with the wind, I guess, right? <laughs> no, don't have to do with the wind, but definitely have to do deal with tighter turns. Um, and it was an adjustment. It took me a long time to figure it out. I'm still trying to figure it out, uh, but I'm looking forward to next winter season. How have the coaches here helped you in terms of your running? Uh, keep me encouraged, uh, keep me motivated, keep me positive. Remember or remind me all the time to stay positive, and that's, that's been the biggest help. How about the team itself? Obviously, a lot of different teammates here. It's a pretty big team, right? <laughs> I have an amazing, supportive team, and I'm so thankful to have them. Academically, how has the adjustment been from high school? 
Um, I think my high school did a pretty good job preparing me. Um, finals just happened and grades are coming out in two days. We'll see how that went. Um, but I, I'm pretty confident about my academic season thus far. Now, short term, what are your plans there? Are you taking any classes? I'm taking a geo class called Lost Beaches of Maine. Um, I'm super excited for the field trips. I get to leave campus, um, which makes me very excited. And hopefully we'll have some pretty good weather. So. It'll be good. Well, yeah, how much exploration in Maine have you gotten to do? I haven't been able to do much, um, which is why I'm really excited to go on this, uh, this short term. I think my exploration has been the track team and traveling on the track team, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you've gotten to go down to different tracks and, and whatnot. What that experience been like uh, a variety of different locations? I mean, traveling was a part of, like, high school season, sure. too, so not too different, but I do like traveling with a team. It gets the team closer together. Excellent. Now, any goals have you set for yourself? Uh, you mentioned you want to be number one there on 400, right? I definitely <laughs> want to be number one in the 400. Um, nationals, maybe not this year, but definitely next year. Um, and honestly, like, <laughs> finishing workouts is probably my, my number one goal all the time. <laughs> there you go. Amani Bogan, our female Bobcat of the Week. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. The rowing teams took home the President's Cup once again on Sunday, defeating Bowden and Colby in seven of ten races on the Androscoggin River. Bates has won the President's Cup outright for seven straight years. This week, the lacrosse teams take on Colby on Wednesday. Remarkably, it's likely to be a play-in game for both the men and the women. In all probability, if Bates wins, the Bobcats make the NASCAR tournament. If the Mules prevail, they are in. Short term is here, and the playoff pushes on. We will recap it all next time on the Bates Bobcast. Bates, Bates, my